Welcome into the latest edition of Blackhawks on Ice. I'm David Schuster, and this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. More from our sponsor in just a little bit. Now, the Blackhawks held a town hall meeting on Wednesday, and we're going to play snippets from it, from the good to the bad to the ugly. And let's start off with a CEO, Danny Wirtz, giving his opening speech. NHL has continued to change, and the Chicago Blackhawks are a reflection of that change. But we have to find new ways to adapt to this new world, both on and off the ice. So as we rewrite the next chapter of this iconic franchise, we need to bring together our entire Blackhawks community, which includes our fan base, our youth hockey families, our corporate partners. Thank you for being here tonight, those that brave the snow, our neighbors here on the west side, and our Native American partners. You are all going to be part of the Chicago Blackhawks going forward and center to so much of our work. Today in this forum, we're going to hopefully uh, cover a lot of topics and we're going to talk about a couple key things. You're going to hear about, first and foremost, which I know is on everybody's mind, our approach to building and sustaining an on-ice product, improving our Chicago Blackhawks hockey team through hockey operations and the leadership that comes with that. And we're going to hear a lot about the experiences you can expect as fans and the sense of community we want to maintain as an organization. And you're going to meet the strong leadership pushing these things forward. But throughout all this, the core to all of this is our fans. You are fans at home watching on the stream, our fans that come to the games, and our fans that stay with us. This is your team. And we know it has been a very tough 18 months to support us. From the off-ice issues that came to light during the lawsuits and the findings from the independent investigation, to navigating the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, to a team that frankly has not performed in a way we like. But our fans continue to stick by us, and we have to give them more. We want, them, we want to win, and we're going to make sure that you are proud of us and get back to that point of continued and sustained success and doing it the right way. So talking about our hockey operations department, we need to build a consistent winner on the ice. And the first step is clearly to get the right leadership in place. The next general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks will be expected to bring together the best minds, the new thinking to help us bring us back to championship hockey. As I look at the role, I think it's pretty misunderstood in many ways. The general manager is responsible for a, a budget that hovers around $100 million. A big chunk of that, chunk of that obviously, is the salary cap. It's a 100-person department of employees that are spread across the globe in six countries and 12 states and six Canadian provinces and eight time zones. And the game of hockey is changing fast, and we have to keep pace. This is how we're going to build our roster and find new ways to drive that competitive advantage through scouting, development, the use of analytics, all those things that are very current in the world, not only of hockey, but of professional sports around the world. So it's not going to be on the back of just the general manager but the team they put together to find those new ways to unlock those advantages are what we're going to be looking for. I will be empowering our next general manager to lead all of this with the complete autonomy and authority to make decisions. They will also be accountable for those decisions as well as the results that we expect. Years old at this point. So um, we don't do this every day. So I think we've afforded ourselves a little bit of time to get this right. And um, no matter what was going to happen, we were going to hire a general manager, not for the 21-22 season, but for, for, for the long term. And we knew the decision was not going to make a difference necessarily on the ice this year and making sure we get it right and we build the team around them. 
But regardless of how we got here, it's clear that we need a better defined plan and a better path forward. So a lot of the plan for this will be determined by that general manager. Uh, we had a lot of conversation around structure. Do you want to put a president? Do you want to put a GM? Um, and when it came down to it, to me, it's clearly about, for me, about accountability and ensuring that, that it's very clear as to where the accountability sits, where decision-making sits. I've seen in other organizations, both in hockey and other businesses, when, when things are spread across a lot of people, it's very hard to understand how to move forward. So we're going to have clear accountability with our general manager. But that's not to say it all sits right there in terms of where the work is. And I'm really excited that the new leader will bring in and build around them the kind of capabilities that we think are the types of differentiators in sports. So um, we, think it's a, we think it's going to be a good structure. I think there's a lot of innovation that happens below versus above. And, um, and is something that, that Rocky has instilled with me over the years. We believe in a flat organization. We don't like to build a lot of extra hierarchy for the sake of it. We want our organization to be productive and get the job done. Okay, let's move on now to Eddie Olchek, who was the master of ceremonies, and he took some questions, and he initially takes some questions from the fan base. And Jamie Faulkner, the president for business operations, she answered some of those questions. This one is regarding my great partner, the great Pat Foley. Barry B. asked, what is happening with the TV broadcast? Robert R. asked, why is Pat Foley being forced out? So let's get into it. What is the status of uh, my great partner, the Hall of Famer, and is this indeed his last year, and why haven't you let him do more games? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take this one. <laughs> so first of all, let me be clear. The Blackhawks have not fired Pat Foley. We absolutely love Pat Foley, and I've gotten to know him over the past year, just like I have Edzo, and just two incredible human beings. Um, so let me fill you in on sort of the story of Pat Foley and where we are and where we think we're going. So about a year ago this time, we started sitting down with all the broadcasters and talking about what we were going to do towards the end of their contracts, how media was changing. And, and we went to breakfast with Pat, and Pat said, look, I can't tell you whether I want to extend or not. I don't know if I want to keep doing this, but I understand that it's going to take a process to figure out if I decide not to take the chair, who's going to take my seat. I think he knows what kind of legend he is, and that would be hard. So we decided that we would go public, announcing his retirement, and start spending the summer looking for his replacement. So fast forward to the end of the summer, we sit back down, we have a breakfast spot that we go to, and I said, Pat, we're going to go through your schedule, and he asked for a reduced set of games. He was like, hey, when I'm in Carolina, I have friends and family here. Is it okay if I stay an extra couple of days so I can see them? Can I have a couple extra days in Denver? And we really felt like after a guy who's lived his life on the road for 39 years and in your living rooms that he earned the right to do that, and we thought, well, this will work great because we can test people. Um, what we didn't realize is that COVID was also going to wreak havoc on who was going to be sitting in that chair. Um, I have to tell you that the other thing that I've learned is how incredibly hard the job is that Eddie, Pat, Troy, and John have to do. It is a ridiculous amount of preparation for every game. The grind of the travel is terrible. I didn't even realize that till I joined here, but you call a game at night, you got to get on a plane, get up at 3 a.m., you have to be at the rink the next morning. It's really tough. And then when you lay the COVID protocols on there, where you have little access to players, you don't have the same setup you're used to, it was really, really hard. And quite honestly, there were times an hour before the game, I'd be calling our, our VP of comms, or he'd be calling me saying, we've had a COVID exposure, or we have a COVID test, and we'd be, you know, it's musical chairs on the broadcast. So we didn't intend to have the broadcast carousel, but that happened. Um, what I can tell you is that 
you're going to see a lot of Pat Foley the second half of the season. We, he's excited about that. We're excited about that. We are pretty close to determining who will replace him, as well as the whole talent team that we'll have. So Pat, Eddie, myself, and our team are going to work on the best way to announce that and then transition that, because we don't want to take the focus off of Pat for the, the rest of the season. But we're really, really excited about what's coming up next. Um, I just had breakfast with him this past Saturday, begging him to do games for us next year. So those of you getting on Twitter, beg him to do some games for us next year. Um, but he's still going to be with us. He's going to be at our events next year. He's going to be golfing with our season ticket holders and our partners. So he's very much still going to be part of the Blackhawks family. Hopefully he gets to enjoy some of his own personal time a little bit more. Um, but we're not going to let him go too far because we love him. So. Uh, Eddie, I'll have you chime in because you've been yeah. part of this process with us. Yeah, I, I know people I get this question a lot about just, uh, as Jamie said, the carousel with uh, the broadcast and what have you. Uh, I just know personally, I just went through some some health issues here over the course of the last six or seven weeks. So people were seeing, our, our great fan base was seeing a lot of different people in there and wondering, you know, why, you know, Pat wasn't there or I wasn't there. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's been kind of a, a real tough thing to navigate, not only for Kyle with the salary cap and everything that's going on with guys, the, the taxi squad and, and things, that it's been pretty much that for for Jamie and for Rogo and Ralphie and the entire staff of just trying to make sure that we're getting everybody where they need to get to. So, um, you know, we like, it's been, a for me, just on a, uh, uh, a personal and selfish level. I mean, I, as I say on the air every once in a while, I grew up listening to Pat Foley. Uh, and uh, get a chance to sit next to him for the last, uh, I guess, going on almost 14 years now that we've been together. Uh, um, going to miss him a lot, but he's uh, always going to be a Blackhawk and um, looking forward to becoming a part of the process here to bring some talented people in here to take that next step and, uh, and call Blackhawk hockey for our, for our great fans. So people want to know why we haven't been doing a lot of games. For me, you know, I was just been ill, and then sometimes I'm doing the national game for TNT, but um, it's, uh, it's a lot of emotion uh, knowing that this is Pat's uh, last season, but uh, we're going to celebrate him and tell stories and call Blackhawk hockey and, uh, and to know that uh, there's been nobody better uh, that has called this, uh, this team. Uh, and all due respect to all the great announcers that we've had from Lloyd Pettit on, Jimmy West, uh, Johnny Weideman, uh, Pat, uh, Pat is a legend, and uh, I know the organization feels the same exact way. So um, thank you for allowing me to say that, Jamie. And before we get to the last part, first a word from our sponsor. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Just 
just bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. And finally, in New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y to the number 467-369. Okay, let's go back now to the town hall. And finally, here's Eddie who turns it over to the media to ask some questions, and it gets a bit bit contentious with the Blackhawks owner, Rocky Wirtz. Thanks, Eddie. Um, Mark Lazarus, The Athletic. Um, I guess my question would be for Danny. I I know we're looking forward here, but I think we have to look back also. And I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again. I'm going to answer the question. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back in 2010. We're looking forward. And we're not going to talk about 2010. I'm not talking about 2010. I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. And I think no, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. How is it not my business? Because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now, we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You want to keep asking the same question to hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. Okay, good. Leadership group, please. Uh, my name is Phil Thompson. I'm with the Chicago Tribune. And I- I'm sorry, I'm a little mystified here because uh, during the Jenner and Block briefing, uh, you guys talked about a change in culture and transparency and demonstrating the, the, the new culture and values um, that are going to protect players and protect the organization uh, in the future. And it seems like the, the second that we asked a question about that, um, it, it, it's met with resistance. So I'm going to ask it again. I answered it. No, I don't. I, I answered it. And I told you to get off the subject. You didn't I'm not gonna, we're not going to bring up the report. No, you I'm read not, it? we're not and, asking and about the report. We're I know, asking you're about, talking about what the, what what the, the report new... was talking about. And I told you we're, we're moving on. Now, I don't like these. I, I think you're out of line to ask this line future. of questions. Why don't you ask about something else? Why don't you ask about the GM? Okay, search? I will ask Why don't you about, do something else? Okay, I Why will do you ask bring about up old, old business? Some of the some of the uh, uh, season ticket holders that I've talked to said that um, they're having trouble maintaining value on their resale because you know a lot of people. Is that paying, a fact? Are you, are you, I, I didn't I realize you're in our ticket part, department. Okay. What come I'm on. saying is, well, come on. Could, let's if, talk about all the negative stuff. When I talk about your negative. paper and, people, and, what, and what the sports page looks like, should I do that? No, these are dedicated. That you can't fans. even get our elite scores. Whole... Rocky, can I finish my my question? They say they want to uh, hold on because they value the Blackhawks, 
but they wanted to phrase some of the costs. You've seen that uh, attendance has been dipping. Uh, I want to ask why you think it's dipping and what can they do to maintain their value so when they renew a package, uh, they can defray some of their costs. That's a fair question. Yes, it is. So Jamie can answer that. I'll take that one too. Thanks, Phil. Um, so yes, attendance is definitely not where we'd like it. It's definitely lower than it was before. I think, thankfully, we're very lucky we'll still have the fifth highest attendance in the league. Um, but it hasn't been easy for our season ticket holders. I think if we want to create value for them, the first thing we have to do is put a winning product on the ice. Until we do that, um, it's going to be hard, but I think we're well on our way working on that. Um, but we're going to try to add value to their ticket packages so that it is easy for them to buy tickets. It's easier for them to sell them on the secondary market um, so that they hold their value. We're going to add experiences. There's going to be more access to players. A lot of things that we can't do now. Why is our attendance slower now? I think there's a lot of obvious reasons. COVID, we have changing city re regulations here for the United Center. Um, the team performance hasn't been great. So I think there are a lot of reasons to explain it, but we're working really, really hard to fix that. And, and I believe that if they stick with us, it's going to be easier um, and they're going to want to be a part of it. Okay, so those were just some snippets from uh, the Wednesday town hall meeting between uh, the Blackhawks brass, the fan base, and members of the media. And once again, thank you for listening to Blackhawks on Ice.